someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night lunch this is a post watershed production Welcome to the show that strives to make you the best you can be. We've got books, DVDs, audiobooks, podcasts, posters, coasters, wallpaper, mouse mats, and subliminal learning MP3s to flog you with our cast iron guarantee that your life will improve and all of your non sexual dreams will come true. I am attempting to overcome my fear of failure, Aaron Bliss, while exploiting your fear of commitment, is Mike Large. He grows, he grows. <laughs> Good Eve. Good Eve. We're talking, on Lane or Large, as we often do, about... <laughs> yes, but about things that affect us in our everyday lives. One might say we're blind men fumbling and groping at the world around us. Whereas I'm just fumbling and groping. <laughs> Quite. And tonight's theme, as we delve into the late, late, late section... Is self help. It is the topic of conversation. This is one more for you, really, isn't it? Like, what, me? what use do I have? <coughs> you know, you can't improve perfection. You know, uh, so yeah, you, I'm gonna forgive that little. So, so you know, some of these maybe you know take on board and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take up the chin. I'll forgive that yeah. snidey little pathetic dig there. Hey, less and, than uh, pathetic. And I think was, people was, can make up their own. Mind, it wasn't so much. A, it wasn't so much a dig at you, more of a <sighs> pointing out of my perfection. Right. Well, I think it's up to the listeners to make up their own minds about who needs help here. But anyway, we're talking about the concept of self-help. Okay. Now, as avid listeners will no doubt know, we always begin these shows by attempting to define what our topic means to people. It's, uh, It's context. It's meaning in the world. But I thought I'd start quickly by going over what self-help isn't. A few things that self-help isn't, just in case there's any confused people out there. So here's what self-help isn't, as far as I know. Self-help, we're not talking about cronyism, masturbation, helping yourself to someone else's meal, Mike. Well, I'm afraid so far these are all the things that I'm talking about. Helping yourself to the till. Aaron. Or framing someone else for a murder you committed. Otella. (laughs) So now we know what self-help isn't. Mike, why don't you try and tell us what self-help is? No, I would far more enjoy telling what self-help isn't. But do you see what I do? You see where I was going with that one? Because no, oh, idiot. Obviously, I was playing on the term oh. self-help. All of those I'll things could be described yes. as helping oneself. Of course, but that's not... that was picked up upon. Yes, good. They they are self-help, just not the self-help we're talking. Self-progression about. or self. Gratification. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well put, well put. <laughs> so yeah, self help. So, Come on, get start get the ball rolling, Mike. Get rolling down that cliff. Oh, I hate these bloody definitions. Well, self help, what is it? It's you know, it's ways in which you can uh, go about improving yourself one way or another. Or your situation or, you know, whatever. Okay. Let's elaborate a little bit. How would you go about, for instance, doing this? Masturbating. Shut up. Oh, sorry, not. Say I woke up one day. Okay, listen, I'll give you a scenario. I wake up one day, and I fall out of bed, and I hit my head, and all of a sudden it becomes clear to me that my life is dog shit. And I look in the mirror, I start crying, I can't stand what I'm looking at. And I say to myself, why do I feel like this? And the answer is, 
I need help. Self-help. Because mm. not all of us can afford psychiatry. So, how would we go about yeah. getting self-help? Uh, of course, that was an exaggeration. Not everyone has to be on the <laughs> yeah. brink of suicide to uh, want to strive to improve themselves. No, but it helps. Oh God! Look, <clears throat> come on. What what would you what would one uh, what would one first attempt to do if they required self help? I wouldn't know, Aaron. Fill us in. <laughs> Shut up. You're full of. Oh, honestly, just pretending like oh, I've got no idea what this is about. I don't even really. I don't even acknowledge it exists. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. Go on. Okay, self help. I think what we could agree on, Mike, is self-help is a quest for self-improvement, whether that's a material improvement, living in a material uh-huh. world, or perhaps Aaron's an intellect improvement, girl. or perhaps a spiritual improvement. Spiritual, spur. That was uh, easy for me to say. Spiritually. Uh huh. And then I was going to say intellectually, but apparently I can't speak. No, you just kind of spaffed your words out there. Oh, spaff all over it. Uh, improvements are definitely things that I don't think uh, I could benefit from, but definitely materialistic ones. Like, Would there's you... lots of things I want. Oh, God. Would you... Uh, well, some might argue that that concept of self-help is what our current consumerist society thrives on. Well, of course it does. Yeah, every advert saying, you know what, you might be fat, ugly, with bad skin never had a girlfriend don't have any friends small penis terrible job small penis you're uh, I don't know you're accident prone now we've stopped the but... spiding cat <laughs> right oh. what toilet issues but <laughs> but uh. we've got something that would maybe offset these a little bit for instance if you buy this aftershave you will look like a Herculean demigod just for or a few moments. Mike Raj to you and me. Oh, God. Or women might mistake you for one. Until the next morning. Hey, next morning. By then, the deed oh, is done. That, look at that, look at that, look at that. We actually, believe it or not, I did not consult Wikipedia. This is a lie, I don't know what you When saying. I came up lie. with the original... It's going to lie. Shut up, with the original definition. We just looked on Wikipedia to confirm what we thought... Self-help or self-improvement is a self-guided improvement, economic, intellectual, or emotionally. Now, obviously, that's slightly differently worded, but obviously economically applies to materially, I would guess. But often with a substantial psychological basis. Of course. Because you don't... Okay, for instance, how how would you gain how would you go about getting self-help either you're going to derive it from a person like a life coach yeah well yeah you're going to be or you get it maybe from a book it's all about striving for self-actualisation isn't it yes Mike well read out where from (laughs) well clearly your psychological basis that was probably from my A level isn't it alright okay thank you I struggle go on Go on, grow oh, on. You struggle, that. yeah. You struggle with what? I struggle to understand how it could be from anything other than a psychological basis. Because surely any other way is like we've discussed before, stealing or. Um, how can you improve, for instance? How can you possibly improve your material or intellectual circumstances without reading or nourishing your mind? I don't think they mean psychological basis like that. Like you self-help, so maybe you could do yeah, like I phrased a, it slightly wrong. Yeah, yeah. You do like a course or something. <clears throat> but the but. best self-help, or rather, the real self-help, the, the self-help that's worth looking at, according to you. Okay, fine. In my humble opinion, as a self-help guru. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whoa. that's just that's just as realistic as uh, you coming out with don't even know what self-help means I'd never <laughs> use it anyway what I'm saying is the the most cha- okay the most could we agree that self-help at its most challenging which suggests the best value for money because 
how can you possibly change unless you really challenge yourself is the kind of self-help that psychologically attempts to to help you alter your modes of thinking yes yeah you you grow what I'm saying there oh yeah because because self-help often utilises publicly available information or support groups on the internet as well as in person where people in similar situations join together Mike can you think of an obvious example of that Alcoholics Anonymous Uh, Okay, we were going in the same (laughs) direction there of course yeah I guess that's a form of self help isn't it of course it is yeah because that's self help from a position of uh, a pretty bad position it's Mm. not just a position of I'm going nowhere in life it's a position of I'm actively destroying my life On, on the subject when is the next meeting oh see what you did there it's uh, it's the day after your erectile dysfunction meeting. Oh, I think we all yeah. know. <laughs> that's not something like... It's getting it down that's the fucking issue. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, getting it down. Can we think of any other examples, though, of groups? Self-help what? groups other than Alcoholics Anonymous and drug groups. Is, is there any other example? Uh, how about, I don't know, maybe Widow Support Network? Or... Ex yeah. ex military uh, or people friends. Talk. Well, there you go. There's a a vague definition, but probably well, the realist that most yeah. people will uh, encounter is your network of friends. <laughs> if if you can rely on anyone to help you realise your potential, you would hope it'd be a friend. It Although be. one might say, Mike, we hate it when our friends become successful, as Morrissey once said. Would you agree with that? Do you think? Do you think it's a hu- all too human trait that you well, you w- listen that you wish people the best to their face, but behind their back secretly wish that they don't improve themselves to be in a better situation than you perceive yourself to be in? No, you don't think that's true. I don't think that's true of me. Oh right. <sighs> Because of course, I believe there is probably a lot of that that goes on. But I, I can honestly say I, I never would. You're telling me you've never been envious of friends of yours who've done exciting things. Bitch, please. What have I got to be envious about? Oh, so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll be right back after our first slightly related self-help track. The following section has been removed due to copyright infringement. Sorry about that. Fight the power. Yeah, help myself. A rather obvious That's musical choice, I'm sure you agree. That's very good. But no, you uh, you made an interesting point just before we uh, we grew off there um, <laughs> about being envious of other people, perhaps not wishing them as well as you'd say to their face. Hmm. I can honestly say I'm not that spiteful and two-faced however envy is is, is different to being two-faced and uh, you know sometimes I think oh I wish I'd done this I wish I'd done that I wish I hadn't done this <laughs> quite, felt quite a few times I wish I hadn't done this but well <laughs> Mike you're never a man to be churlish but what I was trying to say, no, no, no I, I wasn't meaning two-faced behaviour. What I meant was literally, it's obviously a sign of human weakness, but you, you do genuinely, you sincerely do wish people the best and, and encourage them in what they're good at. But when they accomplish that, a lot of people, I don't mean they then go around bad-mouthing them, I mean they it's stew just... in their own juices and think, why the hell did I not do that? Or oh, I wish I'd done that first. That kind of thing. Yeah, no, I think that's human nature. A yeah, very weak part of human nature, unfortunately. How do you react? Because this occurred. Fucking mental. No, go on. No, this occurred to me. Uh, this occurred to me while we were talking about it, actually. How do you react to the aphorism? God helps those who help themselves. So if I hit, if I heard that in the sentence, perhaps we were having a chat and you came out with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my reaction would immediate reaction would probably be, "That's such a load of bollocks." 
How so? God doesn't... Well, Ignore ignore the concept of God. (laughs) Think of God as a concept, not a concrete deity. The creator of whatever kind helps those who help themselves. Fate helps those who help themselves. Not. You think it's an excuse for greed? Yeah. But look, you can't. If you help yourself, then you've helped yourself, and you earn whatever you get out of it. If uh, but sometimes people can do absolutely nothing, deserve absolutely fucking nothing, and yet get everything. You know, it's not. It doesn't always. There's no not always a direct correlation between how much you've done to help yourself and what you achieve. But do, what I'm saying is, do you think that that statement is only deployed in situations where it's used to defend personal greed? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Perhaps well, not we, only. Perhaps we, there are. There that's are, the only uh, context I've heard it in. I mean. Well. Anyway, could, people could say that. Like to, for instance, to, to genuinely try and help someone to make them because it will make them think. Well, you know, if you do a bit more to help yourself, then. You, uh, yeah. Oh no, I understand. But what I mean is, it's mostly used as a very kind of selfish. I don't know. Might say. Right, like people defending their right own greed. Kind of like yeah. yeah. Whereas a more balanced, perhaps a more balanced but on the same lines statement, like a more centre, centrist kind of statement would be, charity begins at home. Maybe that would be slightly more acceptable. Anyway, Mike, I don't know if you know the long and fabled history of self-help. But it begins a long time ago. Well, we've gone through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll go through it again. <laughs> well, they talk about classical antiquity, it basically, with uh, in relation to biblical wisdom literature, to obviously help people live their lives. And obviously the Bible, what a great source of self-help, you might say. You might. Because, of course, it was a doctrine that people were implored to uh, follow or live their lives by the teachings of. It was, yeah. But... <laughs> Carry on. I wish I could describe that uh, expression on your face there. No, carry on. In 1841, an essay by Ralph Waldo Emerson entitled Compensation was published suggesting every man in his lifetime needs to thank his faults and acquire habits of self-help as our strength grows out of our weakness. That's a fantastic line there, I think. And I've often thought the same thing. It's occurred to me. Have you noticed that you don't tend to rebuild yourself until you're almost completely broken down? Well, this is what they say, isn't it? That, you know, you, sometimes your friends or support network, they, they knock, you know, knock you down a little bit in order to build you back up. Some people need that. No, I'm not that. sure about Some that. Some people need that. Perhaps. Some people need knocking down a peg or two, I can fucking tell you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I Do think I should be the person to knock them down up. as well. You wish. Do you think there's Spare an argument? Me. Do you think there's an argument? Always that, an argument. There's always an argument. Do you think there's an argument that certain groups of you know you know how they say certain groups of friends, oh, they're, the wrong, they're the wrong kinds of friends. You know, oh, they're dragging them down. Yeah, like, do you get that? Pe- people tell me that all the time about you. <laughs> all the time, he's the wrong type of friend. You don't want. You're he's a, a bad influence. You don't want. Look, you don't I, need that in your life. Our motto of "Don't be an asshole." You're contributing <laughs> that badly right now. Ah, uh, mock. Oh, yes. Well, you're Mike largely plays by his own rules. Oh, yeah. Well, you're dancing with the devil right now. Okay, let let me give you an example. Go on. You're from a broken neighbourhood, but you're a bright kid. You dream of getting out. You've got some ability in, I don't know, astrophysics. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you have to travel a long way to the right uni or, or college, but when you come home, those disruptive influences are there and all your friends... They, you know, they just, they just want to sniff glue, smash mm-hmm. a few people's windows, act, act, act the hard man every weekend. How can you, you know, do those people eventually drag you down? If you let them. Yeah? Yeah. But they're supposed to be your support network. But then you need a new one. Alright. So, so could we say that helping oneself includes ditching destructive friends when you recognise them yes put it bluntly 
<coughs> if how much of a friend are they if actually they're so blind as to not be able to see their own actions having a negative effect on you and not only that them not caring okay what what type of a friend no, is I, that I, I can see I think we came to a good conclusion is that someone now. worth ditching yes ouch well that's true okay no that's one side of the argument but here's another side no that's the no 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 side. here's another side oh, go on, what if you're no. one of the other people what, one who of the... likes to you know who who basically lives on a sink estate there's nothing to do there's no hope there's no opportunity going nowhere you and you're a bit of a penis well, okay you might say you're a bit of a penis maybe you're reacting to your surroundings but you know the only time you feel like a man like like you belong to something is when you go out with your friends you, you, oh, you know you, yeah. you, you, you cause a bit of trouble and, and your homeboy he's gone off to uni and yeah. he's, he's you know he's and you see you see him leaving you behind for not... Christ's sake grab onto his coattails <laughs> well that's what I'm saying I'm not necessarily not necessarily saying jump on that you're no hang on I'm not necessarily on. saying that they'll be horribly bitter and jealous about their success and they want it for themselves. What I mean is, is they're just really angry and and upset that their, like you said, their homeboy is leaving the group. There and that's what a friend that you've been really close to well, all through your young. Then they need to learn how to react to that better and learn that actually, if he does go off and get a really good job, sorted. Cheers, <sighs> beers on him. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. There's nothing wrong with trying to cling on and, and hitch a, a bit of a lift on the back of someone else's success but there's a thin line surely between but as long as you're not inhibiting their well, yeah, actually them actually getting that between, success there's a thin line between hitching and uh, sucking like a leech well yeah of course there are if, you know if there's if you can help yourself mm-hmm. by I use the word using but I, I use it <laughs> Loosely, no, the, the, the assistance of someone else in a better position to get. Yeah, but let's make you know, it clear. Help. Let's Go make on. it clear. Everyone uses people, but there's oh, fucking right. No, no, but shut up. Not in that way. Oh. No, no, not exploit. Use. There's a difference. Yeah, <laughs> exploit. Exploit is uh, is is the extreme of use. That's habitual use. People say, "Oh, I feel used" and stuff like that, right? Everyone uses everyone at one time or another. It's what we're programmed to do. Just like we're programmed to be kind to people, we're also programmed to use people. Using people isn't always a pejorative term, okay? For instance, if you're in a relationship with someone, let's say, a lot more attractive than you, right? I wouldn't know, but go on. Shut up. (laughs) Maybe. You're so full of shit. Maybe some people might say you're using them you know, for for their looks, for their status that they give you. To improve your own status. To improve your own status, exactly. But some other people look at it the other way around and go, they're using you because they realise that, you know, you're infatuated with them because of how incredible they seem to be to you. You, They put you on a pedestal and they think you're using them to, like, wait on them hand and foot, drive them everywhere, and, and they see, you know, just a stepping stone to something bigger. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's perspectives, and people use each other all the time. And I say that it's not pejorative always because it isn't. When someone says they feel used, fair enough. But then look at the opposite perspective, and can you really say that there was no using going on the other side? Using is natural. It's only when it becomes habitual that it's exploitation. That is one of the best little uh, jobbies I think you've come out with in a long time. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. You couldn't grow more? I wow. couldn't grow more. That's, See, it's uh, funny you should say that, Mike, because a lot of people say that about our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we use each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's See? in that sexual way that uh, you didn't want to talk about. Because uh, I've heard people say... Oh, why, why, why do you let, why do you let Mike, uh, why do you let Mike in on this radio lot? Because you know, you you do all, you do all the editing, you come up with the topics, you you do the, and I say, you know what? Simple. It's because I've got no charisma. Is that, well, what, is that what I, I use Mike in a way as well because, of course, he provides the character that I obviously don't possess myself, and it's the counterbalance that makes the chemistry. So, if I thought for a minute that. 
you were taking the piss and you were actually exploiting me, then obviously our relationship would be over. Oh, but I'll exploit until you. Then... I'll exploit you in all <laughs> in all sorts of horrible ways. Well, that's why I've got me a crossbow. We'll see you after our next music break. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, what's growing on? Hello? Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Whoops. So, uh, that was the Despinto band, actually, weirdly enough. A little bit obscure with Let's See What Develops, if you see the connection there. Because, of course, personal development oh, is, a, is a great cornerstone of self-help, I think you might say. One might. So, we're going, going back to just, just browsing more over... Uh, some of the, the early histories of what we might describe as self-help. Male uh, sponsor. Chronicle sponsor. Have you ever read or, or heard of How to Win Friends and Influence People? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Go on. What do you know about it? Uh, I've heard of it. That's about it. Oh, okay. Well, my brother bought it a little while back, and I yes. actually gave it a good read. I didn't read it from cover to cover, but I read the majority of it. Go on. And it's very interesting, even though it's written in the 30s, it talks a lot about stuff that makes a lot of sense today, including like corporations and stuff. Basically, the whole book could be summed up in a sentence, which is uh, the way to make friends and influence people is not to talk but to listen. The whole book tells you, basically, listen and take mental notes of almost everything people people say or or react to you with. So... If you're speaking to someone that you you need to network with or you need to make friends with, basically, it's reflecting their body language, uh, picking up little bits and pieces of what they're interested in, reflecting that back to them. And like, if you're at a party, the best thing you can do to make friends is start a conversation with someone. The first time you hear of something they're interested in, ask them about it. Because it's the old adage that people don't want to talk about you, they want to talk about themselves. You're not telling me anything I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's one yeah, thing that doesn't not. need to be told. One person that doesn't need to be told how to socialise. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it, it anyway. Yes. Earlier in the century, actually, in 1902, James Allen published a book. Oh called, yeah, no mum. Yeah, yeah. Called yeah. As a Man Thinketh, which proceeds from the conviction. This you might call this obvious, but it's it's again quite eloquent. A man is literally what he thinks. His character being merely the complete sum of all his thoughts. Which, of course, although obvious, is uh, also quite profound. Yep. Yeah, Noble's thought... Noble's thoughts, rather. <laughs> Noble's thoughts. Uh, the book maintains... Noble's thoughts. <laughs> yeah, Noble's thoughts, the book maintains, make for a noble person, whilst lowly thoughts make for a miserable person. And Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which sounds like a real book for assholes, described the use of repeated positive thoughts to attract happiness and wealth by tapping into an infinite intelligence. What a load of bollocks. But yeah. he does speak... I think he does speak a certain truth. Mike, have you ever heard well, of the concept of... Have you ever heard of... The, it sounds like a really lame concept, but have you ever heard of someone saying... If you're miserable, all you have to do is smile. You're right, that is lame. It is lame, isn't it? It's one of the stupidest things you've ever heard. But it taps into a universal truth, which a lot of people always take for granted. You don't smile because you're happy. You're happy because you smile. And it is true. I've tried it myself, and it's amazing. If you're feeling, honestly, if you're feeling in a shit mood and and you force yourself to smile, I don't know, even if you don't think of anything that makes you smile, if you just crack your face into a smile, it automatically releases, releases endorphins and just makes you feel slightly better. And it does work. Um, so, okay. basically, it's, a, it's an open-ended reaction. Neither neither answer is completely true but both of them are at the same time in other words if you're happy you smile but yeah. you're also happy if you smile but if you're happy and, and you know, know it clap your hands shit your pants 
Shit your pants. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dr. Neville Yeomans, an Australian psychiatrist, clinical sociologist, psychologist, and barrister, pioneered self help and mutual help in Australia. Apparently, through his pioneering work at Australia's first therapeutic community, Fraser House. And former inmates of this unit started many self-help groups around Sydney. The self-help group. And another famous, eminent professor encouraged people to throw their feces at each other. This wasn't so successful. No, I was only kidding with that. But in the final <laughs> third, this is a good one. Oh, God. We're into the postmodern influence. This is where I think we're going to get root deep because Ooh, in the final <laughs> final third of the 20th century the tremendous growth in oh, self-help yeah. publishing oh. Mike have you heard of self-improvement culture this is a very kind of I'm going to say it this is very this is very Annie McBeal style fuck all that for a laugh it's the very yeah but it is isn't it the culture of the 90s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm so neurotic, I need to fill my library with books on how to deal with my neuroses, my yeah. various neuroses, my fear of failure, my fear of rejection, my fear of commitment, my uh, lack of father figure. Yeah. These you, I don't mind that too. Oh, shut up. Come to daddy, daddy. daddy complex. Fuck it, right. Anyway, they, yeah, it really took off in the 90s, something which must be linked to postmodernism itself it argues to the way postmodern subjectivity constructs self-reflexive subjects in process what a load of management buzz talk and jargon but it's another way of saying Mike the uh, we very much felt a bit of a Nietzschean isolationism introspection kind of who are we and what are we here for in the 90s which kind of followed on from the 80s kind of we're here we're queer, get used to it. <laughs> we're here, we're queer, we don't want any more bears. <laughs> but what we do want is money, and we want things. We want commodities, we mm. want lucre, everything. We want it all. And we want it now. Yeah, and then there followed the desolate decade of the 90s, where people started looking back inside at their hollow souls and saying, is this really all there is to it? So... They thought to themselves, we don't just want to spend money on commodities and and crap anymore. We want to reflect and, and build on our spiritual, find a spiritual, spiritual enlightenment. Wealth. So, we'll spend our money instead on self-help books and self-help tape. How can I make myself a better person? <laughs> yes. Right, arguably at least, in the literatures of self-improvement, that crisis of subjecthood is not articulated but enacted demonstrated in ever-expanding self-help book sales. Wikipedia cynically quotes. Here we go. The conservative turn of the neoliberal decades, i.e. what we're living through now, also meant a decline in traditional polit political activism and increasing social iso isolation, which you could say the internet has only engendered. Twelve-step recovery groups were one context in which individuals sought a sense of community, yet another symptom of the psychologizing psychologizing of the personal to more radical critics indeed some social theorists have argued that the late 20th century preoccupation with self serves as a tool of social control soothing political unrest for one's own pursuit of self invention pretty profound and I think a good enlightened uh, suggestion to be honest well, of course it's from Wikipedia but Our yeah trusty you know what we were saying though about consumerism? Yeah. It does all come back, doesn't it? Yeah, it plugs into the idea that the political machine doesn't want people to be enlightened. The man. To... The man doesn't well, want. If the you... man discourages enlightenment. If you can. In one hand. Yeah. If you could divide. thing is, but if then... you could divide people up into individuals, which the 80s was all about, but then the 90s was a different kind of individualism, and still it's always reflecting back on the individual what have I done wrong why am I not fulfilling my potential instead of looking at the collective why are we being exploited why are we tolerating this why can't we change this it's, it's I, I'm being exploited not we yeah yeah I think you've got a point but, but yeah <laughs> he grows he grows 
He does grow. A great example. Go on. Oh, no, 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 carry on. No, 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 grow on. I was going to say, a great example of this postmodern isolationism and increasing introspection Mm. of trying to improve the self above all else or the spiritual self is Fight Club. I mean, that tapped into the idea, didn't it? What do you mean? Well, it was very much introspective, why am I such a failure? But the the difference with Fight Club is eventually... Tyler, stroke Jack, eventually comes to the conclusion that the reason that his introspection and tr- attempting to, f- you know, fill his spiritual void with uh, consumables, the reason why it eventually fails is because he's been taught by advertisers and whoever else that he is a god in the making that he's a wonderful individual snowflake who needs to build his identity with these commodities and he finally realises that he's actually a piece of shit that means nothing in the grand scheme of things only when he reaches that point and he creates obviously Tyler who is his ideal self only when he reaches that very low point does he then start to rebuild from a community perspective? He draws other other people in and he gives them the same message. You're not special. You're you, a piece of shit. You are a piece of shit. The only way you can ever hope to make a difference is to collaborate in this great project. Thus Project Mayhem was born. <laughs> which is the only way to tear down the system that perpetuates this kind of self-loathing this endless cycle of self-loathing and gratification and more self-loathing and more gratification do you grow what I'm saying? and masturbation always always some of us spend a lot longer at that gratification than others well but it's healthy yeah I was going to say it's certainly not healthy I don't think Aaron but you know we can yeah there are people you can see about that there's support groups you can talk to, yeah, right? Yeah, there's, there's support groups and there's definitely self-help books about that. Oh, yeah, I've written a few. <laughs> what? How to stop masturbating so much? No, how the to, idiot's do, how, guy to, how to do it so much and avoid most of the negative effects. <laughs> right, I okay. am somewhat of an authority on these. Oh, I bet you are. We will uh, return for our final splurge of uh, enlightenment after our last track... So, Mike, tell me how you feel about motorists. Motorists? Well, then, you have many different types of motorists. Obviously, you can uh, go into different categories. There's two pretty simple and obvious ones to go into, male and female. Now, I ain't being funny, but there's clearly a a superior choice there. I I won't say. I won't say. I'll let you determine for yourselves. uh, You all know. You all know what's right. Motorists. Don't they just piss you off? And I'm not just talking about the females now. I'm talking about the old fuckers as well. Right? The ones that think it's Sunday, every day of the week. Right? Yeah, let's be law-abiding. Let's not speed. Fucking brilliant. I don't speed in 30s, but don't take the piss. Right? If you're in a fucking 60, and you ain't going at least 60... Expect me to be tooting my fucking horn up your ass, because my God, what is wrong with you? And then, you assholes, and you know who you are. You'll go forty through a fucking sixty. You'll get into a thirty, and you'll keep going forty. What the fuck is wrong with you? Unbelievable. Fucking motorists. Okay. I don't want to grow up, as Tom Waits said. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, that was garbage. Whatever the hell that song was. And we're talking about self-help and self-actualization and personal development. And, and masturbation. All, all kinds of growth. Oh. Personal growth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Growth on, a personal, growth on a personal level. Exactly. So. I feel like I'm growing right now. Shut just up. talking about it. Mike, there's more studies on the re- uh, research, rather, on the, the self-help f- fad. As we were talking about last week, the craze, the craze that's lasted two decades. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not really a fad. Not really a fad, mate. But, Mike, what do you think about placebo effects? 
Uh, I think that... I've got a lot to say about this. Yeah, I was say, it's, it's an interesting one in this context. Yeah. I think. It, it is an interesting and, and probably quite a good way of tackling... I yeah. think it's, I think it's fascinating, and it's a really um, pertinent point because careful, st- as Wikipedia says, the careful studies of the power of subliminal self-help tapes showed that their content generally had no real effect. It was the fact that they were listening to them, yeah. But yeah, that's not what the participants thought. So, cutting through the treacle. They suggested that rather than mental health professionals, these people actually were part of the personal service industry. They weren't actually providing concrete mental health services. They weren't helping people overcome massive mental barriers. The important thing is that you thought they were. What they were doing was giving someone something in their personal armoury to give them false confidence to to suggest to them and maybe sometimes that's all they needed I'll give you a great example I've done it myself before my uni interview which I was just a a bundle of nerves just to absolutely fall into pieces over I tried hypnosis (laughs) because I was so terrified at making an idiot myself in the interview and Although I got deep into it, really deep, I, I don't actually think hypnosis changed my state of mind. I'm honest enough to to know that I, I still had the same thought patterns. I didn't swagger anymore or, or uh, I wasn't any less afraid of rejection. What it did do was give me a very thin layer of confidence that I'd tried to overcome my problem it was like something in my personal like I say personal armoury you know you felt like you put on a little I don't know breastplate of leather armour even though it you know didn't have much effect it was better it's than it's not going to stop you getting shot in the head no but it's better than going in bare chested to battle isn't it so I can I can certainly grow that but some psychologists advocate a positive psychology and explicitly embrace an empirical self help philosophy saying the role of positive psychology is to become a bridge between the ivory tower and the main street, between the rigour of academia and the fun of the self-help movement. They aim to refine the self-improvement field by way of an intentional increase in scientifically sound research and well-engineered models. Because, of course, there are, there's far more than one or two ways to uh, help a, an individual with their personal development. Like you say, the really challenging stuff, which is what we were talking about, and maybe that's the most valuable, is actually driving so deep that you alter people's patterns of thought or behaviour, mindset. If you can... It's like, I, I don't know, for instance, it's like it's like government, yeah? For instance, if, if you... If you have a government and you disagree with almost every policy they come out with, what do you do? Do you protest against each individual policy? No, you which takes a lot of time and you probably won't do keep anything it the about it. Or do you tackle the actual system that allows the politicians that keep... You fight the man. Yeah, you, you get right in there and you fight the system that promotes this lethargic, apathetic tripe corporatocracy again and again that kind of thing so you need to tackle your system of beliefs and your thought patterns and your negativity rather than just tackling oh I don't like to talk to people you have to tackle your whole belief system to to be able to really see you know what's going on meaningful improvement finally we'll go to criticism of self-help Scholars have targeted self-help claims as misleading and incorrect. Well, duh. A lot of people would call them charlatans. A lot of people would say they're on the same level as, I don't know, clairvoyance or fortune tellers. No, I don't think they're quite on that level. Okay. But in 2005, Steve Salerno portrayed the American self-help movement. He uses the acronym SHAM, standing for the Self-Help and Actualization Movement, not only as ineffective in achieving its goals, but also as socially harmful. Would you say that that's he's talking about that on the same level as evangelical preachers, maybe? 
Possibly. It sounds like it. I don't know how he's quite justifying that. It sounds similar. I mean, nobody's putting a gun to your head and saying you must buy self-help books. No, no. Whereas you could argue that the evangelicals are preying on mentally vulnerable people. Yes. Who are looking for Jesus. Are we all? There's always that. That's always going to occur, but it's not... I don't know. What what else? What else does this Steve Salerno have to say? say? Because I like to know he's, he's, you know, justifying that. Right. Well, you should definitely look up this Salerno guy because Salerno says that eighty percent of self-help and motivational customers are repeat customers, and they keep coming back, whether the program worked for them or not. Which is really interesting because it's kind of like, well, an example. An example I think of is uh, just in The Simpsons where Lisa tries to sell Homer a rock that keeps tigers away. <laughs> and she's trying to, basically, she's trying to help Homer uh, understand what specious reasoning means. And she offers to sell him this rock to keep tigers away. And Homer, completely oblivious, says, uh, how does the rock work? And and she says, it doesn't work. <laughs> and, he, and he says, right. And she goes, but I don't see any tigers around here. And he offers to buy the rock. <laughs> that that is very similar mentality, isn't it? You convince yeah, themselves I... that you convince yourself that you're better off with them, despite the fact they may not have made any massive improvement in your life in any sense. But it, uh, and yeah. others have similarly said. But then that. again, it's not like they. That's always the case. Like you can't. It's unfair to suggest that no self-help book or whatever has ever helped anyone no I guess it's because he's uh, I think he's talking about the culture as a whole as in the popular mainstream self-help culture maybe than than every single self-help book that's ever been written it's a bit it's a bit like when people say about X Factor doesn't mean that every every pop record that's ever been made in the last 10 years is utter bollocks yeah okay Anyway, others point out that uh, with self-help books, supply increases the demand. The more people read them, the more they think they need them. And they describe it as more an addiction. Um, What do you think about that? I can can very much see how that would be the case, but I don't think... It's hardly fucking crime of the century, is it? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They're just... Basically, they're saying it's a scam. Yeah, isn't... Mm. Now I can see a lot of people who might disagree with it's that. It's not, yeah, it's not. A, it's I wouldn't describe it as a scam. No. Y- yes, there will be people that will look solely to benefit and profit from it. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean the whole concept, the whole concept, you know, is is a scam. I don't. I don't that's uh, no. Steve's full of shit. Aside from your bullshit. Have you ever personally read anything that could be described as self-help or heard anything that could be described as self-help? Someone giving advice on something that you maybe weren't good at or... Because, of course, we've hardly got any time left and sorry, I'm really so sorry we haven't got on to something, this. Something I wasn't good at. Oh, shut I'm, up. I'm, really sure I'm sorry we haven't got on to this. We've only gone into the last two minutes. Self-help does not just mean trying to find a spiritual enlightenment or improve yourself in terms of failure or anything. It also means teaching you things that you didn't know otherwise. Yeah. Self-help in terms of, you know, watching videos to teach you how to, I don't know, make jewellery or... Yeah. Or uh, blow how, glass. It can, or, it can be... Yeah, it can be anything. So those kind how of... How to iron a shirt. Well, yeah, th- those are very practical self-help. Yeah, are, are they are they a scam? Well, you might argue that... In that case, no, is no, no, all no, ed- no. everything educational a scam? But the difference is, Mike, some might argue is that you can generally find a lot of free videos for things like how to iron a shirt or how even how to how to make certain stuff whereas if it's a self-help book i.e. spiritual improvement or psychological improvement some might say it's so vague that it opens up the possibility of someone claiming to be an expert and writing a book on it rather than giving it away for free as people do with practical and I'm things. sure that does happen it doesn't mean the whole concept or the idea okay. is is a scam ok I agree what you're saying there will be 
scammers and con artists out there, and of course they will. It goes Mike Large. Yeah, um, Mike Large. I mean, it goes to. to Let me you know, ask you a question. Anything. Let me ask you a question. Have I ever written a self help book? Yes. Well, if, yeah, if someone offered you money and said, Mike, 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 we need, we need you to help, uh, help write this book and uh, do, do a few podcasts and YouTube videos on uh, how to talk to women, how to how to make women like you. Okay. Yeah. Would you uh, Would you give that a bash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it. No shame at all. No. No shame at all. I'd say. How much am I getting paid? <laughs> how much am I getting? How many monies do I get? That's what I'd say. Right. Show me the peas. <laughs> Shut up. And. Uh, I'll show you a bird sitting on your face. That's what I'd say. Once again, you're growing dirty. Anything else to say about personal growth, Mike, before we go for tonight? <laughs> personal growth. No. No. Uh, what I would say, on, on a serious note, and um, yeah, we discuss various things and avenues of self-help, but, and I think one that we did mention, but is actually... M- and we know we did we did mention it a bit, but maybe it's is overlooked. And certainly these days, people don't realise or seem to realise as much. You know, you use your network of friends more. People need to use them more because you don't actually understand sometimes how much you can get, even if you don't think you need to, just from talking about whatever to friends. You don't have to have a massive network of friends you know we're not all Mike Large you know (laughs) you know even if you've only got two friends that you feel you know there's any point talking to about anything do it do it even if you don't think you need to talk to people because actually just getting other people's views and perspective on things can act as uh, as self help it's wise words from a young puffin. There you go. There you grow. No, he's right. Yeah, console yourself with your confidants and uh, whoever else. Use your your friends' network for more than just you know drinking a pint of piss on a Friday night. That's all we have time for tonight. So as uh, as another great uh, self help guru kind of guy once said, the streets are crammed with things eager to be held. I know what hands are for. And I'd like to help myself. Good night.